Hello and welcome to another episode of Bold, Brilliant and Broke. Hello there, welcome to the podcast. My name's Kyra, if you don't already know me. I know we've got some new listeners. Welcome to this very sacred space. We are a weekly podcast, so if you notice we didn't have an episode last week, that's because we didn't. And I learned a lot of lessons last week that I go really deep in and analyze in my weekly newsletter. Also, if you're not on my weekly newsletter, you need to get on it. DM me at Instagram at Kyra the Bold and we can sort that out for you. It's where I post like all my weekly findings, where what's happening in the podcast, what I'm learning and where we're looking to go in the future. So if you're interested, if you're a freelancer or a young business owner, you really need to get on there and connect with me there. Anyway... We're back with a brilliant new episode. I'm sure last week I left your podcast schedule with a wide open gap that only I could fill, but we're back today. And today I'm chatting to Sam and May from Eric Festival. They are amazing. There's so many key takeaways from this episode. They're raising investments at the moment for their business. So that's where they are. They're a lot further down the line with their business, but all the things they talk about all the learnings it's just I just it's just so fun sharing this content with you guys it was amazing to talk to them they're literally just like the best people you will hear that in a minute what I love about this is that this is an episode where you'll probably more hear more from them just being themselves than the things that we actually talk about so what one thing that really comes across in our conversation together is how they started the business or they didn't really know it was a it was going to be the business at the time but what they started several years ago has now grown into this thing which is providing jobs for themselves and for the people that they're looking to hire and this is so amazing because they just started they had their core values they had this world view the way that they saw the world and they used that to take action they just took one step so they've taken action and they've grown a little more and they've learned a little more. And holding on to their key values has got them to where they are today. And they're so happy to be where they are. And so when you're listening to this episode, I know that they're raising investment. And a lot of you guys are solo entrepreneurs. You're freelancers. What I love about this conversation is that you there's so many ways that this life could play out for you, that your freelance journey could evolve and turn into something new and amazing if you're open and receptive to all that is out there. I'm on the cusp of getting really woo-woo. I'm going to just turn it back for you guys that are joining us for the first time. Anyway, you can hear this episode that we had the best time talking to each other. Of course, let me know your biggest takeaways and what you've learned and what you liked on Instagram at Kyra the Bold. I love receiving your messages and I can't wait to receive them after this. So without further ado, Sam and May. Welcome to another episode of Bold, Brilliant and Broke. I'm here with Sam and May. For those that don't know who you are, can you tell us what you do and who do you serve? May. <laughs> <laughs> we always have this problem of being like, who goes first? Um, okay, I'm May and I am one of the co-founders of Eric. And I'm Sam and I'm also <laughs> one of the co-founders of Eric. <laughs> um, and Eric is a community and a careers platform 
helping and empowering 16, 25 year olds who are interested in the creative industries or have creative passions. Yeah. I saw on your website that you were talking about like breaking down the barriers to these industries. What do you find is like the biggest barriers to people getting into the industries that they want to? I feel like a lot of it always comes down to finance. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. (laughs) But yeah, I think at the end of the day, a lot of it just comes down to the fact that like previously companies have always expected young people to like pander to their needs and their needs have often been like we need you to work for free yeah and like you know you need to be paid nothing because you know like you're a creative and you're not really worth anything financially which is not the case at all and so what we want to do is break down that barrier be like yeah well you know make sure that young people are aware that the landscape is changing and that actually the power no longer lies in the hands of companies and actually it lies in the hands of young people and this new kind of revolutionary generation that are actually in control of of the way that they consume sure for sure but (laughs) what a load of absolute rubbish sam's very proud of herself right now for that I approve. <laughs> I do as well. That was great. It's so interesting that you say that because someone the other day was asking me, or well, like a stylist she used to work for Vogue, like in the old days. And she was saying, like, do I feel like fashion is more inclusive now and more open? And I said, actually, I don't think fashion is more open. I just feel like people have found ways to get around the doors that were previously closed for them. So it's so interesting that you say now the landscape has changed. Yeah, like there are so many companies out there that are like disrupting the way that the workplace has traditionally been. You know, you've got WeWork that are obviously changing like office environments completely. Mm. Companies have realized that you get more out of your employees if you make sure that they are comfortable in the areas that they work in. Then you have Uber and Delivery, which actually are really negative in terms of like the way that they, you know, treat their employees, but they've transformed this gig economy, which has enabled Definitely. so many people, exactly, so many people to uh, be able to have the confidence to be like, actually, you know what, I can do multiple things at like the same time and I can choose my hours. Like mm. everything's just changing. The whole landscape is changing. And it's amazing because actual big companies don't actually even, they're not able to keep ahead of, this kind of yeah transformation this kind of thing emerging with people exactly but young people are like yeah we like totally understand it we completely get it (laughs) but also yeah no and like following on for that it's like it's so exciting because no one knows what the future is not even young people but they have the control or the opportunity to shape it however they want to. Definitely. And also to like ebb and flow with that movement and that change. A lot of the listeners, they're either in uni or they're freelancers, like freelancing a little bit in like their passion projects, but they're working loads in like hospitality. So in like bar jobs and like cafes and stuff, trying to like fund their creative pursuits. As women in business, how have you got Eric from something that was smaller to something much larger than yourselves now because before the conversation you were saying that you were you're now at the stage where you're raising investment what has your journey been like from the inception of your idea I guess to now I think it's super interesting like today we were having this huge conversation about where we're going and like what we're doing a part of it to do with you know like investment you kind of have to have these tackle these big conversations and it's hard. It's, that's a hard question to answer because it's really nuanced. Yeah. But like when we first started, we were like, why is this so hard to get into the creative industries? Like mm. it shouldn't be so hard. You yeah. know, like, we tried to do it. That's where the whole idea for Merit came from. We tried 
ourselves and we massively failed. <laughs> May's actually a chartered accountant and she wants to work in fashion. I mean, if that's not an example, I don't know what Oh my is. God, you'd be so welcome. So many people need you on this fashion side. <laughs> um, and like, there are various different reasons that like that didn't happen. But like, you know, we both came together and we were like, what, like what's gone on and why is it so hard? And it shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. And like, it was a really simple solution. We felt there was a really simple solution that everyone else was missing um, because they were just making it so complicated. And also, they had no perspective. The people that were able to coordinate stuff together that were that was had the potential to solve that problem had been working in, like, whatever industry for, like, 10 years. And so yeah. everything that they were creating was, like with a corporate mind and so it was super unattractive to just like lacking anyone. that creativity I guess yeah, exactly like so ironic because you know like they were all trying to create this stuff being like oh let's you know help young people get into the creative industries and it was like the most uncreative thing you've ever seen <laughs> you know it's ridiculous and so um I think actually when we first started yeah we had this problem that we'd experienced that we like were trying to solve and we were like everyone else is just rubbish and yeah. they were just awful um and then you know like that ambition no I feel like tangent. no you yeah you're right as in like our ambition is where it started in terms of our passion and I think as a young creative who's doing yeah 10 different jobs on the side to mm. keep doing their passion just keep going like trust me I became an accountant because I thought I wanted to earn money and I could do the most <laughs> boringest job ever but as long as I earned loads of money I'd be happy but that wasn't the case. Um, yeah. It's so interesting yeah. because I heard, I think I heard you say this on another interview, but I had this a similar thing where I was at college and I could have done like, I did really well academically. So it was kind of like, I felt like there were two choices, but I was like, oh, like, I don't care about the money. Like, I'll just go into design. Like, I'll be so happy. It's fine. But now I've come to the point where no, like, no, like I actually <laughs> want money and I want to be happy and satisfied. Exactly. Exactly. And I think actually as we were saying, we're, we're trying to get investment and maybe that sounds like we've got Eric to this big place and now we can get investment. But that is, that's so not true. I feel like we probably feel exactly the same way as someone doing a side job, doing their passion yeah. on the side. It's just on a different scale. Yeah. But we're still feeling the same in terms of emotions and grind and we still are trying to get the money to keep up doing what we love. Yeah. So... I'd say it never really will end. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and actually that is like, sorry, that the passion is exactly what you're saying. Every time we go and meet, like we get companies coming to us, right, and being like, oh, you know, what you do is really interesting. And yeah, we're trying to promote our creative company or like we're trying to communicate with an audience that we can't, like we're just failing at massively because they're so, you know, they've been, you know, in industry for how long? Yeah. They've forgotten how to talk to young people, basically. And like, Every time we speak to people like that, we're like, you guys, like, no offense, but you're like, that is unbelievable that you can't communicate your amazing creative business to this audience mm -hmm. of young people. And I think it's that passion, like every single time we have that conversation and we're like, how are you not like, how is it so hard for you? I don't understand. Like, we don't understand yeah. in a way. Like, and, but, you know, and, and so that hasn't changed since the day we first had the idea up until like up until today and that passion is still there because we are still having those conversations and we're yeah. like what we are doing is still needed so badly by all of these companies whether it is creative or not 
And so now we're at this point where we're like, you know, we have so many people coming to us that we have to raise investment in order to be able to grow our team. And serve them, yeah. Is there, exactly. What was it like at the beginning then? You said it's still like the hustle now, like you're still like people working those side jobs. Was it just you guys in your bedroom, like doing it? Or like, how did it start? Like, what was it like in the beginning? Like I, I at uni, I went to uni and I studied finance, but I always had this, yeah, I guess, creative flair that I wanted to do something with. So I actually started this blog on like you. Oh my god, that's <laughs> the worst thing. Ever. I can't remember what it was called, but it was actually really cool. I made like outfits with like oh. pulling from different like clothes from like Topshop, H and M, whatever, and then I would Amazing. put them together and make like outfits, like wedding outfits or meeting the parents anyway cool. i don't even know why i said that but may, <laughs> may just is, want to drop the blog in never let the fashion thing go <laughs> like even at when she was working in an accountancy company she was like the best dressed person in accountancy. oh my god yeah like she's oh my god, never all i cared girl. about was what i was wearing not like <laughs> she didn't care about the clothes. job was anyway so sorry yeah i guess i was always doing something on the side because I hated what I was doing. Yeah. And then Sam and I obviously used to meet up as friends, like meet up for coffees and catch up. Decided to grow it into more of a, mag- a lifestyle magazine. Is that oh what it was? I mean, yeah, I also this was. was in like 2012, like as if there weren't oh enough like gosh. lifestyle blogs out there, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like we were up against loads of competition. I mean, it was, it was uh, a bad time. But we were so dedicated. Like we would both have full-time jobs and meet after work on the weekends. Mm. Um, yeah, really, really. It's a lot to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is. And like, I remember I used to, because we used to do interviews with people for our magazine and at lunchtime, when I was working in accountancy, I would go out, I'd sneak out and then interview people for this blog that no one read. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was just that passion. Yeah, it was that passion. We, it excited us. We loved working together. And yeah. I think that was where it came from. So basically, we're kind of a communicator between creative companies and young people who want to be creative. So yes, we kind of started off making alternative careers fair or you know uh careers fairs that were completely reimagined so Mm. loads of young people on stage talking about what they do as juniors you know yeah amazing yeah like it's something that people can really relate to everyone we tried as hard to make everyone as edgy as possible so it was like aspirational (laughs) and diverse And, and super diverse as well you know like that's something that is so important to us um may you always kind of mention yeah I always I always used to say that because I wanted to get into fashion but there was no one you know when I looked on tv or like magazines or anything like that there was no one who I could relate to because Mm. no one was looked like me Mm. and so I never thought that that was something I could be or like aspire to be I mean I definitely think it's changed hugely now yeah which, which has helped because of Instagram. Yeah. Like, you can find anyone anywhere. Like, Honestly, they like, don't... all my Instagram posts, all my, the people I follow on Instagram are all Asian people, but they're just randomers. I just want yeah. them because I like the way they look. <laughs> <laughs> or I think they, I think that I could be them. Yeah. <laughs> but you are your own person. <laughs> You're successful in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, so, yeah, so it started off as events, yeah, and it was like, um... We always used to put in like live music and stuff there. We would like champion young creatives as much as we possibly could. We have companies, we had companies that came down and um, we had really strict rules with what they were able to do. So like normally at a careers fair, right, you'd have an exhibitor 
but that is so fucking boring. Mm. Like, and so we basically really and also really that. weirdly intimidating. Yeah, like you're meant to go up to them and be like, "Hey, like hire me." It's so weird. Like such a like forced environment. Yeah. Like, and so we'd basically have companies that would like physically demonstrate in some interactive and really exciting way because it's the creative industries and surely they can come up with something, right? Yeah. We'd have them do something really like interactive on the day. So it's like a really cool conversation starter, but Amazing. also just fun to do. Yeah. Um, so we did that and then and and then we've kind of branched out from events in, well, we are doing other events. So we have like an immersive theatre event, which is really mm. cool where it's like a kind of theatrical education thing, but it's a little bit weird and a little bit out there but it's really good fun you learn a lot um, I like weird and out there yeah. definitely definitely <laughs> <laughs> memorable um, and then we do a couple of other bits so like we've got stuff online as well like we post jobs and opportunities and things yeah. like that on our Instagram and then we work with a couple of other companies on more bespoke things so yeah, yeah nice. like we do a couple of stuff but yeah we're like opening it up mm-hmm. um <clears throat> But I think going back to what you were saying earlier is that we did this always on the side of our jobs. Yeah. Like, for us, it wasn't how we're going to make money. It was, we want to serve these people. We want mm. to, like, fill in that, yeah, gap that we felt and really just, like, do something well. I guess ground up. Yeah. You know? And Sounds like you were starting with, like, the passion and, like, this exactly. need to serve exactly. first. Yeah. I heard Oprah talking about it on Instagram oh. the other day. like she was like saying like if you just serve people like the money always comes after like start with service Mm, I was just about to say that (laughs) yeah Yeah, Oprah took the words out of your mouth (laughs) I think Oprah copied that of me yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but that's exactly it like we never thought about the money did we? Like, we were never like, we're going to do this. Because no, we we're definitely make- did, May. What are you talking about? We're <laughs> all the time. That's the only thing. Mainly, how the hell are we going to feed ourselves? <laughs> no, but we had the others. We had the video side. We are, we, yeah, so we have. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like this is a very important point that we need okay. to make. Is that, um, yes, you're right. With Eric, we didn't worry about the money, but that's because um, we have another, like, oh, we were running another company at that point. Okay. That we funded Eric through. Okay. So that actually was, like, the bread and butter, basically, that we we never intended that. So the other company is LY Productions, which is, like, a video production company. Okay. We never cool. intended that to be, like, a full-time thing because we we only wanted that to be able to fund Eric. Yeah. Because that was like our passion mm-hmm. from day one. We really wanted to solve this problem that we were like, this is so easily solved. Like what's going on? Like, so did you make the video company in so you made it in order to fund this exactly. Okay. And then so back to May's blog. <laughs> My favorite topic conversation. So uh, May's blog then basically so we quit our jobs then um, we kind of tried with the magazine a little bit didn't we but because we were like we were running on savings at that point yeah. and then we were rapidly running out of savings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we were like how the hell are we going to be able to afford this stuff uh, you know like be able to live and you know full rent and things like that and um, and then we basically um, decided to start a video production company because mm-hmm. we were like I had video experience at that point. I trained me up. We had done a couple of like little side jobs, you know, just okay. like hither and thither. Um, and then we were like, okay, well, that's quick money that we can make. And we're pretty good. Like, it's okay. Like, we're, you know, like that's a good, 
little side hustle yeah. to have, you know? So that actually was our first side hustle. Oh, that's amazing. And then that just took over. Yeah. And then we kind of did a couple of different things with Eric, but it wasn't in the format that Eric is in now. So it wasn't events really. Which bit? What what was actually, oh, this is embarrassing, but it was uh, <laughs> some events called May and Sam. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought we decided to not never speak about, about that. that. It's lovely now. We can't oh, go back. Oh, God. Thank God yeah. this is a live radio. So wait, you did events called May and Sam. Uh, we had so a nice, We had a uh, domain called <laughs> May and Sam. Well, actually, oh. I, think, I think they're still an Instagram no, account. No. Oh, God. Oh, I my God. If anyone can confirm this. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. If you, even if you find it, don't let us know. We don't, we don't want to embarrass ourselves. Um, progress. <laughs> <laughs> so we did these May and Sam events. Oh, God. They were like where we interviewed creatives, uh, live event. We had two different creatives and then we basically interviewed them about their different stories and compared them. Okay, cool. Anyway, well, didn't take off. So. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not going to call I wish you'd come along to the event. You yeah. The only fan that would have been. Um, so anyway, so we, uh, we were doing those on the side, funded by LY Productions, then we've LY Productions basically just took off and we kind of concentrated on that for a couple of years. And then we went to this event <laughs> that shall not be named. Okay. And we, it was actually about millennials. There's a clue in the name. Um, it was about millennials. And we went to this event and we was, we were filming it, weren't we? Yeah, we were filming it. And we were like, oh my God, remember that idea that we had about Eric, about this company that would help young people get into the creative industries? this is what we should do because what they were doing is creating an event for all about millennials but there were no millennials there like, it was like every single person there was like 50 year old man like oh my god it was like an insights event so they were talking about what they thought millennials wanted interesting um they had like and they you know put a large budget into this event they had like rio ferdinand there I mean, what does he know about oh millennials? Or about anything? That's such a good point. I've never thought about it. Was that. Just what does a, he know about millennials? It was just like a few like Z-list celebrities who you know, they <laughs> invited um, to sit in the crowd. To sit in the crowd, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, and we honestly had that light bulb moment. I, I do remember it because so we well. were like, "This is what this is." Because the look of the event was so cool. Yeah, they had all cool. of this crazy interactive stuff. They had like this live oxygen music. bar. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah, like live music. We were like. Oh my god! Like this is what an event should be for young people. This is like, what a career is event. They just forgot that yeah. part. They forgot to invite everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And they had all these like little mini stages that were really cool. Yeah, it was really. It was a really cool event. Well done in like a yeah, cool the, venue. You know, like not like a um, boring like Excel like, a uni yeah, hall. Yeah, you know, that, that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah, that basically just sparked our idea, and we were like, oh my gosh, we should make career fairs into festivals mm. and do it like this I love and that and that's what we that's what we did and that's where Eric Festival like the name was born because we like came up with it then and there and then we started funding it through LY Productions at that very point and then we spent a year of just funding it mm. and doing it all the money that we had which yeah. is so not think... very much may I <laughs> so Eric just Festival coins. Yeah, yeah. Like pennies <laughs> So Eric Festival was three, we started that like nearly three years ago. Amazing. But we weren't full-time on it three years. Are you full-time now? We're full-time now. When did you go full-time? I can't remember. Like a year? Yeah, it must be only a year. Yeah, We've been like 
dipping in and out of LY Productions for a while, but now we're not involved in it in a daily basis. That's but this is what I'm saying. It's, it's, a, it's a hustle over time. <laughs> you time. never get to... Ugh, Three years yeah. in the making. We're finally here. No, I mean, we're not even like... that's. And you're still going. You're still, still on going. this journey. <laughs> but yeah, today we were saying earlier as well, it's like you've got to enjoy the journey. Yeah. You can't, sure. you can't just think of the end. Yeah, I say that to myself quite often, right? I just like try and say like, okay, it has to be fun. Otherwise, mm. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, like, exactly. it literally has to. Because otherwise, what's the point? And sometimes, totally. Sam, and sometimes Sam and I, well, sorry, I actually get way too serious. And then I have to remember that like, I've started a company with my best friend. And that's the fun of it. That's like, oh, but that's like <laughs> the best bit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I get to work every day with my best friend. I can like, wake up whenever I want I don't have anyone to like report to or anyone who controls me I'm living that's dream. the dream like I want that so much for myself but you have it not in the styling like the things that are on my bread and butter like with the podcast I think that's why I've had like so much fun doing mm. it because I've just decided like oh I'm just gonna try this I'm gonna do that okay that didn't work I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna do this and with the styling I guess it's not that for me just yet. Right. So the podcast is just like so fun and it's my baby and... But at least you've got that part. Yeah, exactly. Like I even feel just grateful to like have that freedom. Yeah. I don't know, just like this space yeah, yeah that yeah, I yeah. guess I'm kind of building. And also like the community of people that are like, hey, like I feel the same thing about money and yeah. about styling and work and fashion. It's really amazing to like connect with those kind of people. Yeah. And especially like in creative careers I feel like there's something where you can be in a company or be in a certain scene and you can still feel isolated in terms of the financial bit because there's such a thing about talking about your rate like you know when you're yeah. on set with multiple different people nobody asks a photographer like how much he got paid mm. or you know the hairstylist like so you, it does still feel quite isolating even when you get inside mm. Um, so it's been really fun doing the podcast because then like people coming together being like, oh, I didn't get paid for that job, but I did, you know, that mm, kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. which has been like really mm, mind blowing. Mm. That's super interesting. Yeah. 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 Finance is a really weird thing in the UK. People hate talking about how yeah. much they're paid or what's going on. It's I actually love talking about it. Yeah. I just wish other people like loved it as much as I did. I know. I know. Like I literally like when you were saying the isolated thing, like we felt so isolated at one point, like partly down to the fact that like, for, we we weren't sure like how much when we were running LY Productions, we weren't sure how much like everyone else was charging for yeah. um, videos. And so it was in, almost impossible to like Gage. have an idea of like how much we should charge. We basically just started charging like, base, well, we actually started charging nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly worked up from there. Now, thank God we don't charge nothing. Yeah. But... <laughs> But yeah, like, it's this impossible thing that you need to gauge. But also, like, something that we get so annoyed about is, you mentioned it already earlier, like, the entrepreneur persona Mm. that people put on. And it drives us mad. We have so many interactions with people on a regular basis. I'm a chronic ranter, by the way. So (laughs) just shut me up if you're like, that's too much. We speak to so many people. And actually, when we first started running our own business, so many people would be like, yeah, because I mean, like, when do you sleep, right? Oh my God, when do you not think you work? And I was like, all the time. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't think about work 24-7, should I be? <laughs> Thanks, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And we still get so many people coming up to us being like, or like, you know, you're in conversation with people and they're like, yeah, like I live, eat, breathe, sleep, work, like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh my God, like get a work-life balance. Yeah, you know, yeah. what's wrong with you? And I like, I feel like, because I think you were saying earlier, us being like female founders, and I'm not generalizing, but it is a male, oh, well, it is a male dominated world. We yeah. know that. But the people that we're kind of maybe refer to are men or like people okay. that we've met. And so I think being women in that space, it's like, I feel like women have always had to try and keep up with the men and be like, because all like, all the advice out there, like all the books and stuff, is like, for men. It's for men. It's yeah. like, written by wake men. up at 4 a.m you know do this do this all the podcasts and stuff all yeah. like men and so it makes you feel like you need to do that in mm. order to like come to their level like working being able to work with another female you know your best friend it's like we realize that we don't have to we don't have to be like that at all yeah we're like 15 times more efficient than like all of the other men yeah that's and we get nine hours sleep yeah. <laughs> we get nine hours sleep we go out for drinks and we enjoy it we so necessary oh my god I think maybe that's what women are good at is yeah. like multitasking <laughs> balance and like you know being able to do a lot of things at once like I wish this was like stuff that I knew before because actually I had the same realization today because I started script writing like a year ago and I went to someone and said hey like can you help me like make this like this guy who's like been working in films for like the last 10-15 years and he was saying all these things to me and the pace was just something that like I just wasn't used to and I just would go into these like filmy spaces and be like oh my god I have no idea what that guy just said to me like I don't know that film I've never seen that actor and I would feel like oh okay like I'm gonna have to go home and study to be able to be in this space but I had this realization today like hold on like why don't I just be a fashion person making a film and that's the perspective like and that's just how we're gonna do it like not like a fashion person trying to go into film or be someone else Mm -hmm. it was just a that is exactly it a light bulb and I was like I just it just sets you free, I guess, from that expectation. Mm. Yeah. And especially now that we're going into investment, like we've never raised investment before, we've never had any funding and it has been like an eye-opener to be like, wow, Mm. this is a whole new realm for us. Yes. And it is, you know, male-dominated again, scary, all that stuff. And I think I was always a bit hesitant about it. But Sam, you know, this is why we work together. Like, she's just been so confident about what we're doing and our brand, everything <laughs> that we've built. And Amazing. She's like, it's my worst trait. I know. What? I literally think we're incredible. You are. No, we need that. I won't hear no. <laughs> Good. And she's like, we're going to go in. Sometimes it does work against you. <laughs> she's always had that, you know, we're going to go in there. And yes, they are all like white male probably have never heard of a creative before but mm. we're going to tell them how it is we're going to tell them that we're different and that either they, they listen you. or they don't yeah and who cares if they don't invest in us that doesn't mean that we failed or mm. do you know what I mean we just got to find that person who believes in us <laughs> everyone they just gave each other a very oh, loving look no. they touched each other and just looked into each other's eyes <laughs> We've been best friends for like 20 years, so... No, I can't think of like a better way to do business. Oh, honestly, it is like today, literally today. Maybe that's what we should do. We should like start another company. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm and, so like, up for Business that. partners together. Encourage like two friends to partner with each other. Oh yeah, that's a company. Like, do you like best friend workshops? Cute. Oh my God, Very cute. Yeah, I love that. That's so that's cute. cute. I, think, I think you can, you can make it work. 
Yeah. You definitely can. We actually were saying earlier, we had to make this like really awkward transition for a li- for a short period of time from best friends to like sisters. Yeah. But there's like a lot of like boundaries you're pushing and you're mm. like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we're having a slight argument, but how much of an argument <laughs> can this be? And we're like pushing that. Is our friendship still okay underneath? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is it still there? Okay, great. <laughs> exactly. like, but you can't say any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of... Like, like, I'm sorry, can I use your milk? <laughs> like, so it's funny, but we've got over that a long time ago. But yeah, no, it makes you makes you stronger. Amazing. So, can you tell me, talk to me more about raising investment and like what that is? Like, what what is the process of it to anyone thinking that this might be in their future? The thing is, we've stopped and started looking for investment a couple of times, which actually is a good move because. You can't, especially when there's two of you, you cannot go ahead and look for investment unless you're both in it fully and wholly. That would just be a terrible mistake if yeah. you end up getting investment and the other person's like, I'm not sure about this. I, I don't want this, this yeah. responsibility and this pressure. Exactly. Um, so I feel like that's the first thing that I think mm. we learned. Yeah. And there's so much negative chat around investment. Yeah. That that sometimes it's is. scary to just like start or like know where to start. Mm. Um. But I do think, like, with this, like, we have, like, Sam said, we have tried before, but this one, this time it feels right. I feel like once you get past that scary bit, it's actually okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's so true. There's hope like, for us all then. <laughs> no, definitely. But that is true. Like, if you're scared about the responsibility, like, it's okay to be scared about mm. it. And I feel like that's something. And it's, and it's okay to not know everything. So we actually have a business mentor. Oh, who helped, okay. who has helped a lot. And I think that's something that me, maybe me and Sam were thinking before is that like we had to know everything. Yeah. Um, before you like move forward. Before we stuff. move forward. Yeah. But actually, that's not what we need to know. Like we just need to know our business. Like we just need to know how to run our business. Yeah. And if you know how to do that and you are proving that you can do that better if you get more money, then that's that's all you need to know. Sounds like the dream team. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> It's just that, it's just the investor chat and like, you know, that like, uh, like when you read articles and stuff like, it does scare you. It yeah. like kind of makes you think you need to be, you know, an MBA graduate. I don't know, do all yeah, that knowledge or, and like finance and all that stuff. Or even really have do. like this amazing, like cool startup yeah. idea, like this really cool like thing, yeah, exactly. like an app or something. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but you really don't. You just need to have that passion, I think. And people always say they invest in you, not the mm. company. And you know your business, you know, more than anyone else. So don't, yeah, just don't be put off by it. Like, yeah. And there is so much money out there. It okay. is unbelievable. <laughs> so much money. I've actually got a couple of points to make. <clears throat> just because I feel like this is only something that I realised this time round when we were looking for it. Number one, tangible, like, actionable point. Okay. I so necessary. I don't know anything about about um finance. Like, thank God May is a chartered accountant because otherwise I would be living in a gutter right now, <laughs> having spent all of investment money if I had any. Like, it's okay not to know anything about finance. What I discovered after literally doing so much research online is that QuickBooks can actually do a lot of the necessary sheets that you need the necessary yeah. documents that investors will look for stuff like income statements and i don't even cash flow cash flow that's amazing i think quickbooks like the app is like three pounds on your phone or yeah something. exactly like you don't basically have to do it yourself you just input you just put in all of your expenses or whatever mm. from like your account 
and then it will just calculate it for you. That would have saved me four hours, but I only discovered <laughs> after. <laughs> it's so frustrating. So, and then, oh, yeah. When, when we've been researching investors this time round, like the different types of investors is really important, I think. Yeah. Um, so like angel investors for us would be obviously like lovely, but they would probably be so involved in the day to day. And because we've got such a clear idea of what we do on a day to day, um, that it actually might be more trouble than it's worth. So we're looking at VCs. Um, okay. What is a VC, sorry? A venture capitalist. So okay. they're just like a, a company basically that um, invests other people's money in like, well, that's right, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, um, invest other people's money in like less risky startups. Or they will basically evaluate how, whether that startup or that company is worth investing in and then they'll take other people's money that have, that they've trusted to them yeah. and put it in that startup. However, venture capitalists have had a really, really, really negative um, perception in the past as like money grabbers, they're only out to make a quick buck, which could be true. I don't know. (laughs) But having done our research, they are really responding because they are so trend focused, right? Like as a company, Mm. they are trend focused because they're like, okay, what's the next trend? We need to invest in that. Yeah, totally. They are clearly recognizing the future generations are only putting their money as consumers and as like the future of where money is going to be spent. They're only putting their money in um, brands that they feel loyal to because they have like a social cause behind them or they are like environmentally beneficial or whatever. There is like a real push with venture capitalists to be more socially conscious because Mm -hmm. it is obviously where the money or like where, where the world is going. And so I think that's really interesting for us because venture capitalists, we thought, were just horrific. And we were like, oh, God, we don't want to go there. But basically, they have no option but to be more ethical now because that's what the future is. Mm. And they know that. Exactly. And and there are so many of them. I think I I I only thought that there was like one or two. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true. Just somewhere in the world and you just got to find them. Yeah. There's a lot of people (laughs) with a lot of money out there, which we didn't realise. I know, exactly. So, like, you know, they're actually trying... Like, it's not just us pleasing them. Mm. You know, they're, they're trying to get the best people to match. I yes. guess the best yeah. match and stuff. So, so I think that we, we also have control about the whole situation. Yeah. And we can say no. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Which would have been a lot harder, I think, five, ten years mm. ago. It's only, like, in the recent years that this yeah. has changed, I think. Oh, really? Why do you think that? That you can say no to stuff and that you're in control of stuff? Because we're confident, I guess, about our business. Okay. But also, I think VCs understand that they're not the ones that are in control anymore. Mm. You know, like they get that, like, actually, their future generations are a lot more, like, independently minded and they're not swayed by money in yeah. the way that. And that, that there's stuff be. that they don't know about the younger exactly. generations. That is exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What I would really like to know with your money background and your non money background, <laughs> I guess I didn't know how to there's say money, that. No, there's everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what is your personal relationship with money? And how has that affected how you've approached work with Eric? Ooh, good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Or, I guess, personal relationships with money. Well, I think, actually, at the start, I 
had saved from my from my like accountancy job. And did you just save with something in mind, or you just saved? I just saved because okay. I was earning a lot for my age. You know? okay. I just came out of uni, and I had money like back, too much money. <laughs> no, don't get too much money. Um, I mean, I was definitely earning more than I'm earning now. But um, Sam was working for a tech startup at the time, and so I think when we joined, when we started the business together as friends, like. I had more savings and Sam didn't. As in, I think when you have savings that obviously, or money, you don't think about like how the other person's coping. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I think definitely we had to like address that. It's not a problem, but when you don't have it, it's a problem. Everything is Everything like, like it's all consuming. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But that that it's not that's nothing reflecting of like our you know relationship no. or no. anything like that. I feel like my personal relationship is I love money when it's there. It like and because of what I do, it comes in big clumps, and then I won't see it for a while. So I would like buy like loads of like technical equipment, like buy like all the software on my computer, and then like kind of just not. I don't have that like I guess future focus with money yeah. and like forecasting and budgeting and I just wondered if that is something that you you might have experienced or like kind of bad money habits that have kind of come into your business that you've had to guess oh, sorry, that's what I think that's now what I was trying to say is that when we have money it's fine and everything's rosy and yeah. blah, 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 but then we realize when like cash flow is low we're suddenly like, <laughs> oh panic. my god you're like cash flow is low <laughs> we panic and then <laughs> like have to have a meeting to be like how are we gonna <laughs> get the money in and then we kind of slow it's like a emotional roller coaster basically. yeah yeah i think i have a very similar relationship to money that you do it sounds like <laughs> i i will go and buy the most ridiculous stuff like i bought a pottery wheel in fact, really I've, I've actually bought two um <laughs> oh my god but like and then I'll, like you know i'll use it for like a couple of days and then i'll never use it again and then oh. I know it's devastating. It's still sitting in my garage. And then it's devastating. But then I won't be able to afford food for that month because I bought a pottery wheel. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's insane. Like, it's so <laughs> stupid. And, and like, that definitely, I feel like that comes across. I think, actually, it's a bad habit that has almost been reinforced by Eric. Oh, really? Yeah, because because a lot of what we do is events, right? So we're working up to an event. And then I'm also obsessed with, like, I mean, I've mentioned it to you already, like Victorian, like curiosities. And yeah. Like, I don't know, vintage, anything, anything vintage, I'll just buy it like within seconds. A lot of our events are like props, like focused. So okay. when it comes to dressing up a room, we'll, uh, you know, like we'll go out and buy like what we bought, like five shelves, like shelving units the mm. other day, but from like different places. So they all looked like a bit weird. And then we painted them all and things like that. And I will... I'll go like all out when it comes to like the props, but then like yeah, we'll spend so I'll spend so much money on the props that we won't be able to like, pay ourselves <laughs> that much. And it's like it's a bad habit that's been reinforced by the like spending habits mm. of do you see what I mean? Like the kind of like yeah, totally concentrated periods of Eric that we need to spend money in. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think we we both we're both again like so passionate about what we're doing so as long as we're kind of able to pay our rent able to pay our food yeah I think all of that other stuff that comes with money we know we think it will come like, yeah you know later it's not it's not something that we're focusing on now it's yeah for like, sure we just love what we do yeah oh that's amazing <laughs> yeah it's super fun it is really fun and actually you know what like 
what what is it without like the highs and the lows? Yeah, you know, like yeah. you're just plateauing, and it'd I don't. Bo- want it'd be boring. Yeah, yeah. it would be boring. That's always something I think. If there's something, May and I are always like, oh yeah, if there's something to celebrate, but it hasn't quite come through yet, celebrate it anyway. Mm. Otherwise, you'll always be like, oh no, but what if it doesn't go through? Like, yeah, that horrible like back and forth. Yeah, I love that, like, like celebrating like small wings. Yeah, yeah small, small wins. Wins. Even when you haven't won it, just go for yeah. it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fine. I've almost won it. Like it's fine. It's, it's in the bag. Fine. And if it doesn't go through, whatever. You had a nice time. <laughs> yeah. Law of Attraction. <laughs> Law of Attraction. For the listeners at home, do you have any key bits of advice for people who are like at the beginning of their journey? Or any like key takeaways or like magic gems that you want to leave our listeners with? <laughs> I do. I no. Do. <laughs> My dad gave me the best bit of advice a while ago. He was like, doesn't matter who you're talking to, they will always have something interesting to say. You just got to find mm. out what it is. Yeah. And then focus on that. And I feel like there are so many conversations that I probably shut down because I'd be like, oh, this person's boring. That's a ridiculous thing to think. Everyone is interesting and you never know what might come from it. I think there's always going to be highs and there's always going to be lows. So when you're in the low, just remember that you're going to come out from that and then yeah. you're tomorrow going to be feeling like a fine and dandy. And yeah, I think just enjoy the journey. Like I think I maybe before used to try and think too much of like, we haven't done this, we haven't done this, or like, where are we going? But actually... You're in it now, just like enjoy, and then the next thing you know, you've already accomplished. Like, yeah, that small win, and you'll look back, and it's a big win. Yeah, that's an, those are two amazing pieces of advice. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think I think also like just find someone else who will pick you up when you lay. Yeah, mm. that's the great thing about me and I is that like we're a, like we're so bizarrely opposite, but also so in sync that we can find like when one of us is low, the other yeah. will pick us up. But you don't have to be business partners to find that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it's my boyfriend who's doing all the, a lot of the picking up. <laughs> <laughs> he's a keeper. Yeah, he's good. But follow us on Instagram, yeah, Eric Festival, where we promote one creative every day. So we tell their story. Um, and then on our stories, we promote jobs, events, opportunities um, that are all like kind of curated by our team. So it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. We will definitely have events coming up in 2020, though, so look out for them, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Bye.